0: ron johnson and this is the ron johnson show on today's show i'm excited we're going to talk about the minnesota vikings versus the 49ers what did i see is there a quarterback two on the horizon coming up next
1: on the field in the broadcast booth ron johnson is minnesota sports one of a kind opinions big name guests The teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson show, part of locked on sports, Minnesota, and it starts
0: now. Welcome back. It's the Ron Johnson show, a part of locked on sports, Minnesota. This is going to be an exciting show today. Why? Because we're going to talk about the 53 man roster. Everybody loves the roster breakdown. I have about 40 locks maybe 42 we'll see if we can get locked on this roster because i'm locked in i think i have my 40 to 42 guys and then of course there's some bubble guys and that's up to the coaches uh as we bring my producer sam extra men before we talk about saturday's game versus the vikings uh or sorry vikings versus the 49ers make sure you subscribe to locked on sports minnesota for endless vikings talk during the football season it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts Please leave a five-star rating and review and tell your friends all about the shows on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Well, as we bring Sam Ekstrom to the show, my producer. Sam, it was good to see you at the game Saturday. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, boring, you know, I mean, let's be real. It was boring. Uh, it was like six to seven for most of the game. Uh, there wasn't any explosive plays. I'm watching all these highlights. Uh, you know, the Dallas uh, kick returner Turpin. You know, kids turning it out, punt return and kick return. Uh, we haven't had that excitement yet. So maybe it's come Maybe a Smith-Marset's going to break one loose uh, this coming weekend. Uh, you know, maybe K.J. Osborne. Well, no, you know what? K.J.'s probably not going to play. Um, so, you know, I think that's the biggest part, too. When you rest 27 to 28 guys, you lose a little bit of the star power and the excitement that fans are expecting. But uh, they sold over 52 52,000 tickets were scanned i don't know what was sold but over 52,000 tickets were scanned to get in the building it was a packed house for the most part uh up until about the third quarter then you saw people start to dissipate but i mean to get 52,000 in for a preseason game that's just excitement around klc in this offense and this is what i took from saturday sam when you look at the bare bones when you're building a house you have to start with a frame you have to also start with a foundation so you get the foundation built And then you start to get the framework in and what we're seeing and and i'm still in a little bit from pj fleck i know he does this but what we're seeing is we're seeing a foundation being built and we're seeing a couple studs going up like you could see the motions and the shifts the bunch sets you can see a little bit of the movement in the defense not a ton though i I think the defense is going to be the part that we're not going to see until the drywall is up and they got that 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 uh roof up like then i think they're going to start to put this defense together you're going to see more of that house being built but right now Even the skeleton bones of this offense, the basics, the shifts, the motions, I always talk about that. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. But, but I, I bought up in the open. Is there a QB two on this roster? And after week one, I was dead set on Kellen Mond. I thought, you know what? This guy's QB two, give him more reps. And then he regressed. And that's what it's like being in Vegas, man. You put money down, you win, you win, you're all excited about it. And then boom, some dumb, dumb hits on a 16 when the dealer's showing like a three. Like, come on, buddy. Like, just hold out. Let's see what happens. And that could be wrong. Maybe when the dealer's showing a six or something like that, I don't know. Then you don't hit for sure because you know he probably has a 10 coming. Right. But, you know, you, you look at you look at somebody that did that. So, all of a sudden, Kellen Mine now has ruined the vibe because he didn't have a great game. You Look at the first interception. I could blame that on the receiver because I felt like, uh, the route should have been taken high. He kind of been like we ran a corner route bender, bend it back to the sideline, meaning he thought the DB was over the top. DB was kind of underneath him and trailing, so you should take it high. I don't know, but I'm guessing, I don't feel like Kevin O'Connell ran a play where two guys are that close together where one DB can play two. And then you look at the second interception, that's on Kellen Mond. And, and let's be for real, though, if he had gone the other way, the other receiver ran a hitch in a press coverage, which you don't do, you run a fade route. So I, I think that's part of the other issue. And and he wouldn't have known that. Like, I'm not going to let him off the hook. But if he looks that way, gets that safety running to the right, and then comes back and throws left like Peyton Manning said he tried to do to Ed Reed, and unless it's Ed Reed back there, you're going to complete the ball. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed just knows, like, I know you're going to look me off, so I'm going to make you think you look me off, and then I'm going to flip my hips and go get the ball when you go the other way. We saw that tape, Reggie Wayne versus uh, Ed Reed and Peyton Manning. Awesome, awesome commentary. So when you think about that, Kellen Mond's second interception was just, I stared down my receiver, and then my receiver ran an inside release phase, should have went outside, or should have stacked the DB and then tried to get far back to the sideline so Kellen can throw it to the corner of the end zone. But Kellen throws it right down the numbers, which you do not do on a fade route when there's a single high safety. That's not enough ground for an NFL safety. You got to give that safety way more ground to cover. This is the NFL, kid. This is not, you're not playing against William and Mary. Nothing against William and Mary. Uh, you're not, you know, you're not playing against New Mexico State. Like, come on now. You're playing against a guy that's one of the top one percenters. This guy's an NFL. Even if he doesn't make the roster, he's one of the top one percent people to ever lace up cleats and put on a helmet and shoulder pads in the NFL. You can't throw the ball down the numbers. And and so that's that's again, that's I think that's gonna come. I hope that's gonna come with just repetition conversation understanding what he's supposed to do in that moment i'm pretty sure when he came off the sideline looking at that play by play they broke it down right away throw the ball to the sideline like fade him you threw him down the numbers and you left it up there if you're gonna throw that one drive it in so it hits him in the chest like a spear and the safety might come over but it's more of a i'm gonna try to blow this up and in today's nfl you don't get that anymore so the guy's gonna try to bump him with the shoulder to make sure he doesn't blow him up and get a flag but that's kind of what I took away from Saturday, Sam. When you look at QB2, I'm not sold. I, th- I thought we had it in week one, and I'm not sold on it. Like, I just saw too many regressive plays. Like, he went backwards. Um, and it's it's saddening because, again, Mason Rudolph, they talked about possibly so many teams trick. Nobody's done it yet. I mean, when you got Mitchell Trubisky and you got uh, you got Kenny Pickett, you don't need a third receiver that can, or third QB that can start. Mason Rudolph at 6'6", 235, he's what Sean Mannion They think he is. Athletically, Charmaine mentally might be there, but get you a guy that can come in here. He can still help Kirk. He's been a backup to Ben Roethlisberger, so he knows the backup role. But if something were to happen to Kirk, I think Mason Rudolph is a guy that can win you some games. But again, you have to have two dance partners in any trade. There's a buyer and a seller. Do the Pittsburgh Steelers even want to deal with the Vikings? Out of there, you know, that's AFC versus NFC, so maybe. Maybe they don't want to give it to another AFC team because they're not going to have to face the Vikings to the Super Bowl. And we know they've seen them before. So, Sam, that's that's what I got. I don't think QB2, at least right now. We're playing the stock market. The stock right now, mm-hmm. it's down. QB2 stock in this building is down. Where do you go with this?
1: Yeah, so KOC was asked about this after the game. And he did quite the delicate tiptoe around the question. He did not give a strong endorsement for his quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. without saying it, he said it. He said we're gonna look outside the organization. And I think that's the right move. Um, I I've only seen one good quarter from Kellen Mond. I saw the fourth quarter against the Raiders. Other than that, it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great in camp, wasn't great in joint practices, and was not great on Saturday. And I think the same could be said for Sean Mannion. I mean, it's as much about Mannion as it is Mond and the team's decision to keep going back to Mannion. Um, Mannion's probably terrific to have in that room during the week. He's great to help Kirk Cousins study and and watch film. Not great if you need to win some football games with him. So I think the Vikings are destined to look for a Rudolph. Maybe they call the 49ers up who they just saw and say, hey, that Nate Sudfeld looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you guys want to just roll with Brock Purdy as your backup. Give us Sudfeld. I I think that there's a move to be made here, Ron, and maybe someone's going to get cut in the coming in the coming weeks, and the Vikings will have the answer fall right into their lap. Um, the nice part is that Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt, so maybe this is much ado about nothing. Um, but I do think it's an issue for this Vikings team. Uh, I'm curious what what else you saw on Saturday. Did you think there were any big position battles decided?
0: No, I think T. Y. McGill continues to put his name on this roster. Like he shows up every time, and this is what's so crazy about it. We were in the booth, uh, Kwasi, uh, uh, Mark v- uh Martin Vance, uh, Gabe Henderson with Paul Allen, P. Burgess. They're interviewing Quasi, and literally during the interview, they it was that, uh, that that I don't know if it was a strip by T. Y. McGill or what, but right then and there, and uh, and it was funny because quasi I think on the broadcast, because uh, he as soon as he did, he turned to us and said, "Did I just say T.Y. Hilton?" And he was like, "Oh man!" And uh, but you know, he soon as he made the play, he's like, "Oh, and there's that T.Y. I think he said Hilton," uh, but you know, he he knew what he was talking about. T.Y. McGill again. And so, if I'm a GM and I'm working with my head coach, and we got some tough decisions to make, that's a guy where I'm going to Ed Donatel and saying, "What do you think?" Like eighth year been around a bunch of teams. Uh kind of a, you know, hitchhiker, but does he is he does he give us enough energy off the bench? Does he give us enough production off the bench? Is he a move guy? Meaning he can move linemen. he can hold up to a guard and center. All all Arrows point to yes. Like he's a he's moving the needle. He's getting the guys excited about. It. He's making plays. He's doing the T. Why? Like he's doing it. those listening on the podcast i just did the ty hilton touchdown dance but he's 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 getting he's moving the needle and every once in a while you need an energy guy like that you need a guy in the nose that when things are going bad you could just say hey go in there and be be a wrecking ball just i don't even you don't have an assignment just go in and blow some people up like he seems like a guy that'll do it but he seems like a guy that plays within his framework like he he never looks like he's just out of control and going crazy and gonna hurt somebody like he's playing and that's what happens when you're eighth year you know how to practice you know how to play Like if you're trying to set this tone and get a new culture set for practice even here, Hey, you gotta have a vet. You gotta have a guy that knows how to practice. So that was the other thing I saw. I I saw T Y McGill again. He he's, he's, I mean, it's not penciled in. They can't, you know, you're not taking a chisel to some, uh, to some concrete yet, but he's, he's penciled in. They've kind of drawn the lines to kind of get the marker to come back next and make it, make it solidified. But again. This thing is a week-by-week week thing. Coaches, you're, it's a, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And the good news today, when he's sitting there watching film with the coaches, he looks good. And I don't know about the other plays, but he did get a splash play. And that's, that's what happens when you're a backup. You don't have to have, you know, 27 plays. You just got to have that one or two. And then other than that, don't make any mistakes. And they're like, oh, okay, this guy can really help us. And so, because he's not going to play 80 snaps. You know, they're going to need... 15 to 20 out of them to spell a couple guys and this is going to be his role but yeah no that's that was another thing i saw but as we transition we're gonna we're gonna jump into the next segment like i said we're gonna pick the daily three and we sorry the 53 and, and we're gonna go back and forth kind of give our thoughts on the 53 i'll kind of go down the line but before we jump into that do you want instant post-game reaction from the insiders that cover your favorite teams? Check out our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Following every Twins, Vikings, Wild, or Wolves game, our Locked On team hosts are broadcasting live with insiders. Catch Luke Braun and Sam Ekstrom after every Vikings game and Brandon Warren and uh, Nash Walker recapping the Twins game as the Twins slowly melt down and then give us hope. They're going to give you every piece of that. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to Locked On Sports, Minnesota's YouTube channel.
1: BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Vikings did not cover on Saturday. In fact, they uh, didn't cover by a lot as the 49ers won that game by 10. Find reviews and news of every league including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even Golf Tour Championship coming up this weekend at East Lake. Can't wait for that. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: This, is, this has been like, uh, I'm not going to say gnashing of teeth because that's more biblical. Like, it's not that serious. Like, I don't get paid to do this. Uh, you don't get paid to do this. I don't know. I mean, unless, unless you have some secret uh, Quasi money that I don't know about. Mm. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that like neither strong. of us
0: get paid. He was crazy. was paying you like Rick. Yeah. Um, but, but here's where I go with this. Nobody really knows this roster yet. Like everybody can, you can, um, what's the word? You can, uh, you can assume. I don't know the word, but that's what I'm going to go with. You can assume. So let's look at QB one. We really only have Kirk that's one on the depth chart. They have Sean Manning, Kellen minus Man two. So let's just go with Kirk. That's one. We got Dalvin cook, Alexander Madison, Kanae Wong. Wu, That's three. I'm going to jump over CJ Ham right now. Cause I'm still confused about what that's going to do, but you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, you got KJ Osborne. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Smith, Marsette and BC Johnson. So now we're at eight, right? You got Irv Smith. And you got Johnny Munt. That's 10. Now you go to Christian Derisaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury. I'm going to go Ed Ingram, Brian O'Neill. I'm guessing Jesse Davis, because he's fighting for this, he's going to be your swing guard. Uh, I'll say Oliuda, I guess, maybe right now. Um, and then what's his name? Um, Blake Brando. I think they do need another tackle too. Now, looking at this, I think they need to find another guy, Vadarian Lowe, maybe. I don't know. They got to find a better backup option as tackles. Uh, But those are the eight. I say Austin Schlottman has been playing well. So that's my nine. And then I'm guessing I'm going to have to say Chris Reed um, as 10. So now I'm at 20 guys, right? So now we got our 20 on offense. When I go defense, I got Daniil Hunter, Armin Watts, Harrison Phillips, Dalvin uh, Tomlinson, Zadarius Smith. I'm going to go Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks, Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, Cam Biden. That's 11. Now I got Louis Cien. Uh It's 12. I'm going to go Josh Metellus. I'm going to go Andrew Booth Jr. I'm going to go Channing Sullivan. I got a Caleb Evans. And then from there, I'm going to stop because I think it's still a battle for that extra DB spot. So I'm at 16. Now I'm going to – oh, sorry, no. Or defensively, I'm at 16. And then I'm going to go Brian Asamoah, DJ Wanham. James Lynch, Asezi. Now I'm at 40, right? Yeah, I'm already at 40. So that's my 40. I got to say, T.Y. McGill, 41. Patrick Jones, 42. CJ Ham, 43. And Jalen Twyman and Jonathan Bullard. So that's the one for me. Jalen Twyman coming off getting shot. Um, re- remarkable what he's doing. Bad place, wrong place, wrong time. Bad situation. But to be back playing, let alone alive, uh, that's huge. So hats off to him. Salute. Um, but I'm going to give this to Jonathan Jonathan Bullard right now. Jalen Twyman, I think, still can make the practice squad, so I'm not ruling him out. So that's my 43. From there, I think it's all up in the air. Like, I think that's that's where I can really say. That's why I think I, now that I say those names, that's why I think, I think, not, not completely, and I still haven't put a quarterback in there. So, you know, that's 44, 45. Um, you can only dress forty six, I think. Um, so you know, there's only like two more spots to dress a guy. You got fifty three. Those guys don't, you know, those nine don't dress, or whatever that math is. Seven don't dress. But yeah, that's that's where we're going to get down to the Chris Boyd's, the Perry Nickersons, the Mike Browns, the Miles Dorns, the Harrison Hands. Which Harrison Hand? I think no, I think Nate Harrison. No, um, the Chasserots like the Blake Lynch's like that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where it's going to get murky, but I don't know, Sam, what do you think?
1: Yeah. So it seems like you left kind of one spot at most positions there to like adding a fourth running back, perhaps Ty Chandler. Okay. I think Chandler makes the team. Uh, You left room for a sixth wide receiver. I think that's still a battle. I think that the coach mentioned he liked Jalen Naylor. This week, but I think Myron Mitchell and Tristan Jackson are still battling. Albert Wilson mm-hmm. is still battling. Like, I think there's a spot available. I think you need a third tight end. You've got Irv Smith and Johnny Munt, who gets the third tight end spot. Zach Davidson had a couple pretty bad drops in that game. Um, is that going to knock him off the pedestal? Does someone mm-hmm. like Ben Ellison, the veteran, take that spot in kind of a blocking role? Or did you go with a high-ender or a high-ceiling guy like Davidson, who's more raw? Um, and I think you've probably left a spot there at linebacker. You mentioned Blake Lynch. That's my guy. I think Blake Lynch showed really well last year whenever he played under Mike Zimmer. And I hope that he doesn't lose his spot on this team just because he's not part of this regime's, uh, you know, he's not a UDFA from, from Quasi. He's part of the old regime. I, th- I think he right. deserves a spot on this roster. Um, and then cornerback, okay. you know, I, I wonder who your sixth cornerback is. Perry Nickerson in the mix. Um, obviously Caleb Evans probably has a spot. Um, Chris Boyd had a good game against the Raiders. Where does he fit in his contract Mm -hmm. year? So I, I think that you've let you've nailed probably those top 45 locks and that's where you get into the decisions, those final eight spots or so where they've got to pretty much weigh players against each other. Um, interesting that you included BC as a lock. I tend to think he is now as well. I wouldn't have said that a couple weeks ago. I think BC has earned his way onto this team. Is that what you're thinking too?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not making splash plays, but you don't need splash. Like Albert Wilson's might have just been a terrible Raiders defense. Like watching the film back, that I mean, that that uh, what was it a a, a flat and goal? It was not great. Like he didn't sell the flat route. Like he didn't completely destroy the DB. Uh, Kellen Mond actually just made a great throw. Like he put it in a perfect spot. Uh, and made it easy. And that DB was just unaware. Like once my DB runs flat and then he runs goal, I got to now locate. Clearly the ball is probably coming. So I'm either going to locate his hands and I'm just going to punch through and like I'm going to run through his hands or I'm going to get my head back to the ball because I know it's got to be coming because there's not a lot of room and that play took so long. It's not like he can run out, up and then like come back or something or out, up and then drag across the field. Like it's coming. Like in the red zone, you would hope your team, because you got to know what the rush is. And so, yeah, that's probably just a bad defense. It wasn't a great route. So Albert Wilson did flash, but I think any of those guys could have probably beat that DB. Um, and I think that's why, like, Albert Wilson didn't start out the game. And B.C. Johnson was the starter out this out the gate because they're like, look, this is our guy. This is four. This is our wide receiver four. Him and him and smith Marset are four and five. I don't know which is which, but they're four and five. Uh, I think at four and five, it doesn't matter like you know you're gonna go with whoever needs to be in the position like if Justin like if BC's your outside guy and and BC's your slot guy and Justin Jefferson has to be in the slot then BC or then uh Smith Marset comes in because he's gonna go outside and run some kind of go route but if it's uh Justin you want Justin outside because you want him working him and Thielen working on the corners then maybe BC comes in because he's in the slot and KJ Osborne's in the other slot so I think it's all going to depend on scheme like Keenan's gonna have the guys that he knows what routes and what time and when they should be in the game uh based off you know that's his job so yeah so i, I just think bc was consistent like he ran good routes uh he he looks comfortable um but again it's a preseason but i mean he's done it he's he's he started games and backed up adam thielen i think that's the difference he's been a starter at one point in this league um and you can't knock that down so i know Keenan's going to be looking at that But it's time for the part of the show I love the most. It's the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. But before we get to that, when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk from local experts. Sam and I talk football every day on the Ron Johnson Show. I mean, come on, I'm a football guy. You know that. Reggie Wilson gives uh, a sports anchor's perspective on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together all the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to, and you might get a tinfoil hat too, so check that one out. Uh, subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota broadcast feed wherever you find your podcast, or find our videos on Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. Well, Sam runs the show. Three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam.
1: All right, ron we've heard your thoughts on kellen mond and the qb2 situation so here's my my fresh question to you to kick off the daily three would you consider keeping all three of them would you keep three quarterbacks because you don't love either one and you just want to have that insurance is that a, is that a consideration for you
0: it is after getting the after getting to 40 i think we're at 43 without any quarterbacks on there i just say a quarter one of the quarterbacks is 44 yes Because if you get to 45, and here's where I go with that. If you get to 45 and you still have just two quarterbacks, you're at 45. With those eight spots, you still can add another DB. You still can add another running back. You still can have a six receiver. You still get another linebacker in there. And then you still have room for another DN or outside backer or special teams guy. Oh, you know what? You don't have room. You know why? Because I forgot about punter, kicker, and long snapper. I knew Who somebody we forgot. Sorry to Who the specialist. Who needs those, Ron? No, I'm sorry, it's okay. specialists. I'm so sorry, specialist. We totally did a 53-man roster without a punter. Mike Zimmer would be happy with that, though. He he hates punters and kickers. Um, <laughs> we totally go for forgot two about the specialists. Every time. So, go for it on fourth so down back and go it for two. So, 44, I could see that because even if we throw the three guys: long snapper, punter, kicker. Uh, which is funny too, because when you look at the, the depth chart, actually, they don't give a spot for them. now that I realize that you got to go to another slide to see your specialist, um, but those three, I think the punt returner and kick returner are going to be within the running backs. Kane and, uh, Smith, Marset. seems like they're going to be kick return, punt return. So you don't need an extra one there, but you do need those three kicker, punter and a uh, long snapper. Uh, and so when you think about that, now you're at 47, you're at 47, you can get to 48 with one more quarterback addition. So, yeah, I could see them going 48 because you still have five spots. So now that question of those five spots does get a little hairier because it's not eight anymore. It's not eight. So do you need a six receiver? Do you need a fourth running back? Probably not. Uh, I would say six receiver in this passing offense. Do you need you need a third tight end, though, for sure? So we know that. So that's another one that's gone. That's 49. You've got to have a third tight end. Um, hmm. Yeah. So we're at 49 now with a third tight end, an extra receiver. Um. Yeah, this is, that's, that's going to be good. So, no, I, I, I definitely could see them doing that, though. I do see them keeping two uh, additional quarterbacks, possibly if they're not sold on, like, a Rusin, or a Rusin Madoff, a Mason Rudolph, um, or, you know, something like that that they could trade for and a guy that they really want in there. Um, Yeah, I, I could see them doing that. I mean, why not? I,
1: I will say this. It does feel a little weird that they would only have two quarterbacks in the entire organization. I mean, typically, if you're going to keep two – you would have a third quarterback on the practice squad, at least a developmental piece, like a Kyle Sloter or Taylor Heineke type that they've had in the past. They don't even have that in the organization Well, guys are going to get cut,
0: so they'll probably pick one up.
1: Yeah, feels like it. Um, All right, you touched on T.Y. McGill earlier. Is he the story of the preseason so far? We've had two games. He's got three and a half sacks. He had four QB hits on Saturday. He was blowing up run plays top PFF performer for the Vikings on defense. And we found out that the T stands for Tyrone and the Y doesn't stand for anything, Ron. It's just a nickname. It doesn't mean anything. Um, that, that's, that's the Intel we have on, uh, T Y McGill. Now, is he your favorite story of training camp? Uh, <laughs> I hate when people
0: do stuff like that. Like who just throws a Y on your name? Like, is it Ty McGill and he's changed it to T Y? Like, because you said it's tarome. Is it spelled? Tarome. Maybe it's spelled T. Is it spelled? Do you know how it's spelled? Is it T Y? Yeah, R- and there's
1: not a Y in it. It's T-O-R-R-O-N-E. So that theory uh, doesn't quite hold up.
0: I hate people in names sometimes. I really do. I hate when people just add stuff to their names. Like, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so... <laughs> Oh at least give us a dance, reason though. why. Like my, my, my daughter's friend, she just met her softball friend, her new teammate, and she, her nickname is Blue. Nothing to do with anything now, except for when she was born. Worst story I've ever heard. She was choked by her umbilical cord and turned blue. So yeah. the name stuck and they call her Blue. I'm like, I don't want her memory of you almost dying in the womb. Like, I'm not gonna, like my daughter fell asleep during child labor and we thought she wasn't breathing no she was just sleeping and lazy our youngest and that's how she is now she does not care about anything she didn't care that the doc so we're like we're not going to call you sleepy like we're not going to remember that because that was like gut wrenching like i was panicking the thing was beeping they couldn't they couldn't get a pulse nope she was just really sound asleep did not care didn't care that somebody was reaching in trying to pull her head out no no just eh, i'm i'm taking a nap real quick i'm tired i got a long day so T.Y. though, yeah. So <laughs> when you look at the journey, man, he is because there's been nothing. Like, Keller Mond almost stole the show. If he had had another game like he had last week, you know, two touchdowns. He did have two, though, but it was two interceptions, so he went backwards. So if he had had another game like he had last week or maybe Albert Wilson had two more touchdowns or summer or had another big play or big deep ball um he could possibly be in the talk game three i don't think the starters are going to play this one because why at this point like you've made it this far you've gotten 80 snaps as 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 uh as uh coach wanted to point out they got 80 snaps against the 49ers so that's a full game in practice um so 80 snaps that like i said that's a full game so he's like are my ones 160 to the or 160 total 80 to the defense 80 to the offense ones versus ones i'm good you know and so that's why i think Yes, Ty has stolen the show. He is the talk, and and again, guys like that, we're humans. The coaches are watching it just like us. They're getting excited just like us. Of all the guys on the bubble, he's been the most exciting. So yeah, he stole the show so far in preseason. And yes, yeah, I do think there's a spot. On- I said that earlier. There's a spot for him mm-hmm. on this team.
1: Yeah, put him on the team and prove that that preseason means something. Like if a guy comes out of nowhere with four sacks. He does deserve a spot on the team. I think that that's uh, that's how it should work. Last one here, Andrew Booth Jr., in probably the worst news of Saturday night, goes down with an ankle injury and does not return. We know that Andrew Booth Jr. is already fragile. He's got a pretty big injury history, and for Mm -hmm. that to occur has people panicking. Um, So, Ron, let's assume that Andrew Booth Jr. here misses some time. Who is next in line? to fill in at cornerback assuming that that was your first guy off the bench.
0: So, I'm not sure if McKenzie is McKenzie Alexander on the roster. Did he go to the Bengals or did it, do we, is he Alexander
1: is gone. Uh he signed I think the Dolphins signed him. Okay. I was going to say, because I know he hadn't signed
0: a while back. I was going to say, because that could be an option. Because I know, I know that's what teams wait for. They wait for injury to see, like, do we put him on the pup list and then we bring a guy in? Like, Because if it's six weeks for sure, or six to eight weeks, then put him on the pup and bring a guy in. Like, There's no reason to like keep him on the active roster and you're just rehabbing him every day trying to ice his. Because an the ankle, there's nothing to do besides lift weights, make sure you don't lose any strength in your legs. Uh, other than that, it's just ice and stem and pain management. Like, you know, they're going to give him meds and he's going to, you know, take some CBD and, you know, do whatever he does to, to to relax, get that inflammation out. Rub some so rub some oil on it. You know, acupuncture, all all the things to try to get that 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 cartilage or whatever that ligament to heal. That hopefully it's not like a bone and it's just a ligament because it was non-contact um, when I was watching it and I was talking to guys in the booth. It was non-contact, so you know it's one of those basketball type things where you just roll your ankle. Um, it's just gonna it's gonna be a nagging thing because every time he turns weird it's going to like re-injure it. Like it's just nothing. And you're going to have to like go through the pain a little bit, whether depending on how bad it is and what your pain management looks like, uh retape it and get back out there. If he's limping. You're done for the day. So uh, who knows? The good thing is they don't have to play a game for like two or three weeks, September 11th. And so I'm, I would say we haven't seen much from Channon Sullivan. We know he's the nickel. Um, but, you know, Channon Sullivan, I don't know if he still can go outside. A lot of times when guys get, get kind of thrown into that nickel, they lose – the ability to go outside just from a mental standpoint because they're so used to being in the slot um but yeah caleb evans i think he looked good he, like he got good sunday he was challenging every ball didn't look out of place like mm-hmm. you know we talked about the guy that wore 21 last year we were always talking about felt like he was always behind or always kind of a step too slow Uh caleb evans looks like he's playing with confidence um and the fans love him he's he's one of the most excited guys to be here he tweets every day about the fans the stadium the skull chant. he can't wait for this. Uh, he's a guy that's really relishing the moment and excited to be a part of this organization. Um, but, yeah, Caleb Evans, I would say, would be the next guy up. Like, I think he's earned it so far. He looks better than the other guys behind him. Like, Chris Boyd hasn't shown enough. He looks out of place. Um, Harrison Han doesn't look good. Um, looks unaware at times. So, yeah, a Caleb Evans would be the next guy up.
1: Yeah, loved his physicality. I noticed the same thing you did. He had the the forced fumble. He was uh, wrapping up ball carriers in the backfield. Boyd has the experience, though. He's been around the block a few times, so there's a little decision there to make, assuming that Boyd makes the team.
0: Yeah, well, you know, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson Show. We'll see. Who makes this 53? Comment below. Let us know on the chat, Twitter, wherever you're finding this clip. Let us know. Who do you think makes the 40-53? I mean, we definitely know who's the locks. Is there going to be a QB3 on this roster? Yes or no? Let us know what you think. Does T.Y. McGill make the roster? And who's the next corner up if Andrew Booth Jr. has to spend time out? Subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota for endless Viking talks from local experts. And that'll do it. Have a great
1: day. And there was some breaking news that came across the wire just after we finished filming. Nick Mullins traded to the Vikings for a future seventh-round pick. He will definitely be in the mix to be the Minnesota Vikings backup, and you can get full reaction to that trade and that Nick Mullins acquisition on today's Minnesota football party on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Endless Vikings talk with local experts.